and welcome to Ingridopedia Live, the arena rock show spectacular <laughs> as part of the Emerging Writers Festival. Uh, my name is Ben Birchall and this is Emily Naismith. For those of you who aren't uh, initiated into the world of Ingridopedia, it's a, a factual food fight podcast where we share three facts over three rounds and at the end you decide who was the most interesting. Uh, this is, the, as I said, the Live Arena Spectacular um, with props and everything. Um, I think it was Anton Chekhov who said, uh, if you introduce a microwave in the first act of a play, by the second act it needs to have been used. So um, we'll see when the <laughs> microwave is going to be used. Uh, and also there are coloured cards on your seats uh, and we'll explain to you what they are later in the show. It's voting. <laughs> certain members of the crowd have to vote for me. Um, so, what are we talking about today, Emily? Today we're talking about avocado. Peel the avocado, peel the avocado. Yeah, really excited. We've been building up to this one for a while. It has it's episode 29 or thereabouts, um, give or take, <laughs> pending sound issues on some episodes. Let's not get into it. It's a long story. Um, <laughs> This is a big one. Um, Emily, where does the avocado come from? The avocado originates in Mexico. It grows on trees, and that's actually technically a berry. A berry? Hmm. Did everybody just learn something? <laughs> yeah. uh, how long has it been around? Um, the oldest evidence of avocados is around 10,000 BC from Mexico. But there's actually fossil evidence of kinds of avocados, like not strictly the avocado, dating back millions of years, which is so like prehistoric avocados. What's its most common use? Um, I would say here definitely smashed avocado on toast, maybe guacamole around the world, but um, yeah, probably here smashed avo. Mm. And what is your favourite thing to make with avocado? I like the Vegemite and avocado combo on toast. Don't pay... Don't want to pay $17 for it, just do it at home. Mm -hmm. And um, avocado and rice and poached egg. Okay, so that is the avocado. We're going to talk about it for the next 45 minutes or so. Uh, <laughs> and there's plenty of time for audience questions as well, <laughs> um, from each of you, in fact. Um, so, Multiple questions. So <laughs> why don't we get started? So, Ben, you know how there's horse whisperers, dog whisperers, stuff like that? Mm -hmm. People that connect with something else on another level, like on the same wavelength. Yeah. I found that, but for avocados. Do tell. Um, I'd heard rumours of the avocado whisperer from our number one fan, my grandpa, who was on the last episode on Milk. Shout out to Terry. <laughs> on, um, the, on, the, on Easter Sunday, he made prawn cocktails, which involved like half an avocado with all the prawn stuff on top of the avocado and the shepherd avocado he used was perfect like I pretty much never had a better avocado so I asked him where'd you get the avocado how did you get it perfectly ripe and he said my avocado man and I inquired a little bit because I knew we were doing avocado and I wanted to get the avocado man on the show mm. this avocado whisperer who has a way of selecting an avocado for you, can tell you the date you want to use it and pick the avocado that's perfectly right for you. Um, so I contacted where he worked, rung and left two messages and he didn't reply. I went down to the shop on the weekend. So this is real journalism? Yeah, I did real like, journalism for wow. this live episode. Um, 
He wasn't there, but they said, come back on Monday. He's working Monday. Left home so early to go to this avocado man before work. He was there. I spoke to him, but he wants to keep his secrets his. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to talk. I thought you were going to say, and here he is now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so despite my begging, he's not in the avocado game for fame. He just does it for the love of avocados. But I did have a good chat to him about choosing the perfect avocado, and I want to share his knowledge with you. So when you want to choose an avocado, he's, he says, don't just squeeze it everywhere. The only place you should squeeze it is right at the top near the bit that connects it to the tree or whatever. And if it gives a little or, bit... Or whatever. Or whatever. I know what it's called. Okay, sure. Um, and if it gives slightly, then it's good. Okay. And so he gave me this avocado and said it will be perfectly ripe at 12.30 on Friday, June 24. So I just really want to test my avocado whisperer. Oh, got a good level of How's the public indemnity cut? insurance for the uh, Wheeler Centre? Anyway? <laughs> got knives on stage. Look okay. at that. Creamy. No physical imperfections at all. The other important thing he said was, you have to keep this in the fruit bowl. You can't put it in the fridge. Um, it's got to be at room temperature. The house can't get too cold. <laughs> and so I've, I've followed those instructions to the best of my ability. I don't have a fruit bowl, but I just kept it on the bench next to a banana. <laughs> 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 Do you want to try a bit? Yeah. It's a good avocado. It's good creaminess. Does anybody else want to try some? <laughs> I'll give it to you later. Um, it's very good. Yeah, it's pretty bang on. So, yeah, I feel like he's... If anybody wants to know where the avocado man works, I can't, I can't say it. He, he forbid me for publishing it or broadcasting it, but I can hook you up <laughs> later on after the show. It's like a secret <laughs> surf spot. He doesn't want anyone to yeah. get in there. Okay, so perfect avocado. Interesting. Um, yeah, and that's going to become more pertinent as we go into the second half of round one. Um, I'm just going to start by playing this very important news story from earlier this year. Avocado lovers, beware. A shortage in New Zealand is causing a crime wave, according to the Guardian newspaper. Since the start of the year, there have been nearly 40 large-scale theft operations on the country's North Island. Up to 350 avocados have been stolen at a time. The thefts typically occurred in the middle of the night. Farmers are blaming high demand for the fruit and sky-high prices. The price for one avocado averages around four US dollars. Although that may seem high, it pales to what Australians were paying earlier this year. At the beginning of 2016, the country was dealing with an unprecedented shortage with prices as high as $7 per fruit. The shortage was initially blamed on unusually wet weather and bushfires, although one former avocado executive admitted that some manufacturers operated a cartel to artificially lower prices to cause a shortage. First of all, there's former avocado executives in the world. That's the first thing I learned from that clip. And also that there is a worldwide shortage of avocado that is driving a crime spree in New Zealand. Now, apparently the modus op operandi of an avocado gang in New Zealand is to steal into an avocado farm in the middle of the night in a ute and lay out a blanket on the ground and shake the tree and get as many avocados into the blanket as possible, roll up the blanket, throw it into the ute and drive off. This is happening 
as well, not as we speak because it's not the middle of the night, but this is happening right now <laughs> in avocado. Um, and then they sell in New Zealand. And then they try and sell the black market avocados at farmers markets and then directly to, um, to restaurants. So what is driving this worldwide global avocado shortage um, where, I mean, we do know that Australians, and this is from a broadsheet article actually, uh, Australians are eating around 60% more avocados per annum than they were 10 years ago. Um, this is according to Avocados Australia Limited. We're seeing people pay up to $7 for an avocado. We're seeing gangs of marauding avocado, you know, thieves. I blame one man, the original celebrity chef, Bill Granger. I don't know if you know Bill Granger. He's got Bill's restaurants in Sydney. He's very tanned. It's always very tanned, and maybe <laughs> this is why. In 1993, Sydney chef and restaurateur Bill Granger started serving a simple dish of avocado, lime, sea salt and olive oil on toast at his iconic cafe, Bill's. My contention is that he is responsible for the global phenomenon that is smashed avocado, which is driving up prices and causing crime in New Zealand. Uh, we tried to get uh, somebody in here today to talk about it, um, from uh, Nathan Tolman, the chef from uh, I iconic uh, Fairfield Cafe Apt, um, and now places like Kettle Black. Um, he started serving uh, crumbled feta with avocado in 2005, which further added to the popularity of smashed avocado, because I think we all agree adding feta makes it better. <laughs> um, and uh, from, from that kind of nine years ago, 11 years ago, um, we're at the point now where smashed avocado is on the menu of the coffee club at the Essendon DFO. I know this because I went there once for, di uh, for discount sportswear. <laughs> Kettle Black alone goes through 18,500 avocados a year. That's one cafe, and that's a cafe north of the Yarra, so who knows what they're doing in Brunswick. We reached Tolman for comment, as I mentioned, but he declined to respond, which makes him guilty in my book, of spreading the avocado craze. So we've got Bill's in Sydney, Apt in Melbourne, and then Kettle Black and all these other cafes. Uh, and now we've even got the export of Australian cafe culture. Um, actually, let's call it what it is, Melbourne cafe culture, um, to London and New York. Um, and that's further spreading the influence of smashed avocado and driving up global demand and prices. Uh, so, did you know, just as there's a Lexicon, Le uh, Lexington wine bar on Little Collins Street, there's a cafe called Little Collins Street on Lexington Avenue in New York City. Wow. Did you know that? <laughs> I actually made that up because Lex the Lexington Wine Bar's on Burke Street, but it wasn't quite as symmetrical. Um, so at, at the cafe Little Collins on Lexington in New York City, what do you think the most popular item on the menu is? I'm guessing smashed it's avocado. It's smashed avocado. Um, the smash, it's called, avocado and feta on toast with chili flakes and pepitas. They've, added, they've churched it up a little bit. And that's just one cafe. Um, I also reached out to the people at Bluestone, New York. Again, they didn't want to respond to, uh, to my... The people don't want to talk about yeah. avocados. That's what's going on here. <laughs> um, so that's just New York. Then you've got the Lantana in London, which is a sort of Australian cafe where smashed avocado is their number one breakfast dish. The cupping room in Hong Kong. And then there's all the other coffee clubs at all the other DFOs. So you're seeing what we've got here is a global rush for a finite resource, avocados. So when did Bill start doing it? Because I feel like it must have been done earlier. He, like he started in 1993 and he okay. put it in his um, uh, 
cookbook, Sydney Food, in 1999. Right. Um, it just yeah. seems like such an obvious thing to put avocado on toast. I'm sure people were doing it like well, in I the mean, 80s. Yeah, it, it is obvious, but I'm still blaming him. Okay, um, cool. <laughs> so where will, it end? where will it end, Bill Granger? What have you done? So, Ben, if I told you I was about to eat an avocado seed, mm-hmm. what would you think? I would think you were crazy. Mm, it's, they're pretty hard. Yep. They'll break your teeth, probably yep. block your esophagus. So, no <laughs> yeah. one would ever try to do that. Don't do that. Which is why when a video popped up in my Facebook feed called How to Eat an Avocado Seed, it caught my attention. Um, even though I've never had the desire, obviously, to eat an avocado seed. The post um, had 27 million views, the video. Mm-hmm. And it was posted from a page called Nourish Me Whole. And the post copy above the video said, did you know that the seed of an avocado is the most nutrient-dense part of the fruit? We should be eating it, not throwing it away. Here's a little video to show you how it can be done. So, <clears throat> I've got everything here to make an avocado seed smoothie, which is what she recommends you do mm. um, in her video. So what you do is you take out an avocado seed out of the avocado, obviously. Put it in the oven in, on 120 degrees for two hours. And then it, that's called dehydrating it, apparently. And then it has this weird little skin bit that comes off. Then you ooh, don't want any fresh avocado on there. <laughs> then you pop it open, whoa, with a knife and chop it up into little pieces. Do you maybe want to chop it up into little pieces for right. me okay. while I talk about okay. it a little bit? Right. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to chop it up in, well, Ben's going to chop it up into little pieces. I'm going to put it in the food processor. I've got a banana. I've got some milk. We're going to see if I'm, this avocado seeds really I'm going to lose a finger good. here. I think we all know that. That's good. It's chopping up. All right. Yeah. Um, so just a word of warning. Since this video went viral, <laughs> Nourish Me Whole has added a disclaimer to the video. And she says... I'd like to formally clarify that I'm not a professional nutritionist, chef, or biologist. (laughs) I'm someone who is intensely passionate about natural health. And whenever I read about a food, idea, recipe that makes sense to me and inspires me, I share it. There's a range of research around whether or not the avocado seed should be consumed. Please ensure you read a few articles from both sides before making your decision whether or not to try it. And if you do, start slowly. So, I did the research, I had to, and the California Avocado Commission writes on its website that it does not recommend the consumption of avocado pit. The seed of an avocado contains elements that are not intended for human consumption, they say. (laughs) And then they say, while this is presently a very popular topic and there's a body of evidence looking at extracts of avocado seed, the fact is there's not enough research to support consuming an avocado seed. The purported health benefits and risks of avocado seed intake are poorly characterised. So nutritionists and avocado growers tell us not to eat the seed. Okay. But I feel like we've come so far. Yeah. We're, we we're, need to do it. We're really on <laughs> down that track. Okay. I'll, do, I'll explain what Emily's doing. Uh, she's putting the avocado seed in my blender. Now we're blending the avocado seed. It, it, is a, it is a brown shade. It's being poured into a, into a cup. 
Tim's having trouble getting the blender off the thing. I don't have any appliances at home. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who's tasting this? <laughs> oh, I am. Okay. <laughs> okay. Avocado right, seed smoothie. Don't sue me. I can't really say it tastes like anything too much. It, but it doesn't just taste like banana. No, it tastes a little bit like chemicals burning. <laughs> <laughs> it, t- it does taste like burning. <laughs> can't say it feels healthy. <laughs> does anyone else want to try? Yeah, come up later. Um, have we got waivers? <laughs> it's all right. I mean, how good is it for you, though? Well... Apparently not good. Well, not good. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit malty. It's yeah. almost got like a malt vibe to it. Okay, well, I did just squarely blame the avocado, global avocado shortage on Bill Granger. But I feel like he is the second link in the chain. Uh, he got the idea of smashed avocado from somewhere or just eating avocado in general. And that somewhere may have been from this bald-faced piece of avocado propaganda from 1982... <laughs> Avocado Baby by John Burningham. I don't know if anybody's ever come across this children's book. Um, it, well, John Burning, Burningham claims to be an award-winning children's author and illustrator, um, but let's call him what he is. He's a shill for the avocado industry, and I'll give you the proof of that as well. Um, so this is basically a book that tells a story of a family called the Hargraves. They feed an avocado pear uh, to the baby and it attains superhuman strength. We'll hear a little bit of it because everything sounds better when an English person says it out loud. Mr and Mrs Hargraves and their two children were not very strong. Mrs Hargraves was expecting another baby and they all hoped it would not be as weak as they were. Mrs Hargraves found feeding the baby very difficult. It did not like food or want to eat much. Why don't you give it that avocado pear? said the children. In the fruit bowl on the table, there was an avocado pear. Nobody knew how it got there, because the Hargraves never bought avocados. Mrs Hargraves cut the pear in half, mashed it, and gave it to the baby. Who ate it all up? From that day... So does that, I mean, that just sounds like, like, here's how you should eat an avocado. Like, there's nowhere on here does it say, brought to you by the avocado board of the United Kingdom. Anyway. But what's it about, the book? We'll we'll go on. on. An amazing thing happened. The baby became very strong. One night, a burglar got into the house. The baby woke up and hearing the burglar moving back downstairs, leapt out of its car. The baby picked up a broom and chased the burglar. The burglar was so (laughs) frightened at being chased by the baby that he dropped his bag and ran out of the house. The baby gets stronger every day. And of course... It is still eating avocado pears. So let's ignore the fact that it's a children's story that uses a home invasion as a plot point. Um, <laughs> and let's concentrate on the fact that it's patently untrue. Uh, at best, it's an overpromise, And at worst, <laughs> it's a dangerous lie. So let's look at the nutritional information regarding avocados. And I'm, I'm being generous here, generous here by going to avocados.org.au, who I'm sure are behind the book. I mean, <laughs> at least indirectly. So avocados are good for the heart. Um, They've got healthy fat. Um, They're rich in vitamin C. Um, 
they provide folate during pregnancy. Um, so you need 400 micrograms of folate per day at least the month before and three months after conception. A quarter of an avocado will give you that. Um, it's a good source of fiber. Eating a quarter of an avocado will give you two grams of diet, like, you know, antioxidants, contains vitamin E, it's got beta carotene to protect your eyes. Like, granted, it has all of these things. Nowhere here does it say that it gives your baby superhuman strength. Uh, and if I look at this lie of a book, <laughs> not only does the baby scare away burglars, he lifts a piano, uh, he pushes a car when it won't start, he throws bullies into a pond, um, which is, I guess, ahead of its time in 1982 to be stamping out bullying, so I'll give it that. <laughs> but basically, this is vile avocado propaganda, and it's dangerous, and I worry that, that Bill Granger took his cues from this book in order to put avocado on his menus. Um, I do urge anybody who is feeding avocado to their baby to still have an adequate home security system um, <laughs> because you can't guarantee that your baby will chase uh, burglars away. I rest my case. Thank you. <laughs> have you ever read Walt Avocado Baby? Yeah. He, yeah. He, does he like it? Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> yeah. He also chases a few burglars away, but that weakens my <laughs> argument somewhat. <laughs> Just an update on the smoothie. I feel like my lungs are like really? constricting slightly. <laughs> my airways. Um, <laughs> round three. Um, serious question, Ben. What's your favourite theme park in Australia? Wet and Wild, Movie World, Sea World, Dream World. Do they have to be current? Because it's, Wobby's, wa it's world. Wobby's World. No. <laughs> yeah. They have to be current. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, um, Dream World, your one-day holiday. Okay. We've obviously never been to Tropical Fruit World then, formerly known as Avocado Land in Duranbar on um, just below the Queensland-New South Wales border. Wow. No, I have not. Well, um, it's great. I've been there twice, a few, once as a kid, once as an adult. My uncle's property actually used to join the farm that backs onto Avocado Land, so I feel like I have a very strong personal connection to it. Are you in the pocket of Big Avocado? That's my <laughs> question. Yes. Mm. Um, so, Avocado Land and I go way back, but if you notice anything weird in the story I've told so far is that I'm referring to Tropical Fruit World as Avocado Land, because that's what it still is to me. Mm. The name change happened um, a, a few, like probably about 20 or 15 years ago, but um, before then, you know, I, it's still Avocado Land to me. And I wanted to find out why... Um, they changed the name to Tropical Fruit World when Avocado Land sounds a lot more exciting to it me. Does. It sounds like an amazing, you know, like Disneyland theme park. Wild avocados, avocados yeah. just wandering the lands. Well, it's actually, it, it's cool. Like, there's lots of plantations of various tropical fruits and lots of different varieties of avocado, and you can go on a train through all the plantations, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. there's no avocado rides or anything. But anyway, I interviewed Bob Brinsmead, an 80-year-old man who is one of the avocado pioneers of Australia and the guy that started Avocado Land in the 70s. Um, and he told me a little bit about how he started Avocado Land. I took to the avocado like a duck took to water. It was, it was a case of love at first bite, I think. And then uh, uh, a few years later, um, when I married at the end of the 1950s, my... I brought my wife up here and, and she loved avocados too so that 
we had a, a property that was proved to be suitable to growing avocados. We, we, uh, we bought the property on which was the original research plot and uh, we uh, went into growing lots of avocado trees. So he loves avocados. Mm-hmm. Um, it was love at first bite. Yeah. <laughs> he bought the research plot, as he said, and they were growing avocados experimentally and he used to go there most days to buy avocados off them because he loved them so much. And I asked him about how he came to the name Avocado Land. Avocados were taking off and the, and the, the name Avocado Land seemed to be a natural. We built a big avocado on the, on the front lawn. It, it was made of fiberglass, <laughs> not as big uh, and uh, not as big as the, they made the big pineapple in Queensland. <laughs> but they were the days when south of us there was the big banana and uh, north of us was the big pineapple. Um, it sounded a bit pretentious and uh, perhaps overdone uh, to select the name The Big Avocado, so we called it Avocado Land. It sounded a bit pretentious. <laughs> I know. Avocado Land, I feel like, sounds so much more impressive than The Big Avocado. Do you think that... The, I just like the idea of like the, the founders of The Big Banana sitting there going, let's call it The Big Banana. <laughs> <laughs> it is a pretty big avocado, so... I could have done it. Um, so I pressed him on why he changed the name. Number one, not everybody was uh, at that stage uh, was uh, fanatical uh, uh, patrons of eating avocados. And secondly, we wanted to project the idea that we, were, we had more strings to our bow here than just growing avocados. So I think we classify as fanatical patrons of avocado by doing this podcast. I think so. <laughs> um, but, you know, with the current popularity of avocados, like it's the most Instagrammed food, smashed avocado, um, there's going to be an avocado emoji soon. Um, it's on every menu in Melbourne. People in New Zealand are stealing avocados. I asked him if he'd ever thought to change it back to avocado land. No, not really. So, done. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean that the avocado doesn't hold a really soft spot in Bob's heart. It rightly deserves to be called the king of fruits, uh, not only for its great versatility, but for its amazing nutritional value. It is a superfood, and it's a superfruit, and it truly deserves its, um, um, its present popularity. So sweet. He really, really loves avocados. Are we sure that that wasn't John Burnham in disguise? He's very pro-avocado. Okay, well, I don't have Bob, but I do have a prop. So what is the like number one kind of problem with avocados, would you say? Yeah, you can never... If you want an avocado right now, you go to the shops and they're always unripe. They're always unripe, except for last night when I needed to find some unripe <laughs> ones and I only found some kind of hard ones but that is the problem avocados ripen off the tree so you can never be sure that what you're getting is exactly as old as it needs to and you need an avocado whisperer to get the perfect perfect one or sometimes you go to Woolworths and you get these (coughs) rock hard ones so if you um, google avocado a lot of the first searches that come up are all all around ripening avocado so I'm going to talk a little bit about how to ripen avocados I've got two methods that I'm going to be looking at. Technique one is from a reputable source called WikiHow, and it's called the paper bag 
method. So one, place the unripe avocado. I've got one here. Does anyone want to squeeze it to see how un unripe it? No, it's fine. You trust <laughs> me. It's pretty hard. Place it into a brown paper bag. Done. The bag is used to trap the ethylene gas, which ripens the avocado, and make sure there aren't any holes in it. It's a new bag, so I think it'll be all right. Um, the paper bag is just a trap, in a kind of Star Wars way, it's a trap. Um, and uh, it says if you can devise some other mechanism that will trap the air in the same way, great, that can be used too. Your grandma might tell you to store it in the flower bin, but you may have to settle for the empty McDonald's bag. Well, luckily I bought some. Okay, so that's the first bit. It's in the bag. Step two, add a banana, apple or tomato to the brown paper bag. Have a banana. Uh, bananas are best, but other fruits will do, uh, will do it too. Some prefer using an apple because it can be used over and over again, even after it becomes old and wrinkly. So what you're trying to get there is the ethylene gas that ripening fruits produce. So apples produce ethylene, bananas produce ethylene. So you close up the bag, you keep it at room, room temperature out of sunlight between 18 to 24 degrees, uh, at, and that's best. If you don't have extra fruit in your bag, this will take... Two to five days. <laughs> the avocado's probably going to be right by then anyway. What's the point? <laughs> it would ripen anyway. <laughs> two to five days. It's got to sit here for two to five days. So you guys don't have to go back to work today or anything, do you? No. So I look great. The ethylene brown paper bag method, terrific. But I'm going to go for, like, let's supercharge this motherfucker. Come on. The microwave method. Okay, step one, prepare the avocado. Prick the exterior skin of the avocado with a fork at least a dozen times over the entire surface. Make sure to break through the tough skin so that air can reach the interior fruit. Sorry, all right. I feel like I should take the sticker off because it might catch on fire or something. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay, 12 times, give or take. Has anyone been counting? Okay. Place the avocado in a microwave and cook for 30 seconds on a medium or low heat setting. It can't be on high. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is actually my microwave. Don't worry about that explosion. Oh, yeah, it, it was actually on a recall, like I was supposed to take it back because the ceramic chips off, but I couldn't be bothered. Okay, and then you open the avocado and it should be perfectly ripe. Oh. Kind of is. weird. But what about warm avocado? Well, see, that's the problem, is that you need to time it perfectly because warm avocado is disgusting. Discuss. Um, I, I just think that that's just true. But Cooking avocado is gross and it changes the molecular structure of avocado. And there are, I haven't been able to kind of really find proof on, online, but there's people saying that co cooking avocado actually makes it poisonous. I, I think that's contested, but basically... I think in some avocados people say that, like there's a specific type. Yeah. Probably not those. Poisonous Probably or not, fine. it's pretty gross. So anyway, I, I'm all for this method. This seemed to work fine. Well, maybe it just wasn't as um, unripe as the guy at Woolworths told me. But anyway, that's the avocado method. 
Um, a tip is microwave wattage can vary greatly. Um, so microwave in 30 second bursts and never, never cook it on high, um, which is exactly the opposite to what I just did then. So don't try what I did at home, but just, I think, I think, I think we can say a positive on the microwave method. So should we recap our facts? Let's recap our facts. All right. So first of all, I spoke to an avocado whisperer about mm. how to choose the perfect avocado. Yes. And then... Uh, and I talked about avocado crime and pinned it squarely on one man, <laughs> Bill Granger. Um, then I poisoned us with the avocado smoothie that's slowly taking over my airway. And then I spread my pinning it to one man to two men and added <laughs> John Birmingham the avocado shill and author of Avocado Baby. And then I spoke to the pioneers, one of the pioneers of avocado in Australia, the guy who started Avocado Land. And then I realised that I don't know how to change the power <laughs> level on my microwave live on stage. <laughs> it was great audio. Um, so why are we recapping these facts? Because you can vote for us now. And that's what the cards, the coloured cards on your seat mean. This is our ready, steady, cook moment. Yes, we're really so, excited. So usually we do this on Instagram, but now that we have a live audience, we thought we'd do it here. My idea was to get put a green capsicum and a red tomato under everyone's chair, so then it could be like actual ready, steady, cook. But Ben said that his idea was better, so I apologise. It's, it's more on brand. Um, so yellow is the colour that denotes my facts, if you found my facts better, or pink, uh, Emily. So uh, if you want to hold up who I you are look. voting for... Uh, and we'll, we'll count it. Okay. Ooh. 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 Okay. All right. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, right, six, seven, eight, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> Including some people whose livelihood depends on me <laughs> holding up pink. It's really interesting, but also quite reflective of, a, of the online experience. <laughs> Emily has won the avocado episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs>